The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. And now your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Everson Walls, Nate Newton, and Bill Jones. Another beautiful day for football here in Oxnard, California. Yes, It is day number 10 of Cowboys training camp. It's day number three in pads today. And we are now less than 10 days away from the first preseason game for your Dallas Cowboys against the Jacksonville Jaguars. A week from Saturday at AT AT&T Stadium, Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Nate Newton, and gentlemen, we have football tonight, in fact. How about that? The Hall of Fame game is tonight. The Jets wow. and the Browns. Actually, it's this afternoon. This, oh, it's this afternoon? <laughs> I don't know. For us, or is I it really I think it starts at 4.30 here. What? Well, that's tonight. 4.30 here. Is Aaron yeah. Rodgers playing? I don't think so. Okay, well, it, it, <laughs> the Cowboys play next Saturday. Wait on us. Not even Deshaun Watson is playing. <laughs> Thank you, man. But it's football. It is. And it's, it's on something. TV. Yeah. Wow. And... Producer Supreme is motioning over here for something. I was going to tell you, remember, DeMarcus Ware is doing the national anthem. That's oh, that's right. right. That's, that's right. The, that's the biggest thing. Early. Oh, he going to sing? Yes. I'll, 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 I'll turn on. Yeah. When, when Mickey, Tune yeah. in early, please. Yeah, when Mickey sat down here with his uh, parka, and you already got long sleeves on, you got a hoodie My on. My phone says he's 57 like it, degrees. He's dressed like this This. Broadcast is from Green Bay. Yeah, and look at Bill. He's sitting here with short sleeves like this, like he's freezing. (laughs) Wow. Uh, But when 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 Mickey sat down here, he said, "We got to talk about Demarcus Ware." That's right. They said, "What happened to Demarcus Ware?" (laughs) (laughs) And I forgot. He's singing the national anthem today. Yes, absolutely. I I bet he's more nervous for that than having to give his acceptance speech, right? Hopefully they have the war, the words up on the big board. Um, if that's the case, you know, if he's confident enough, he's, if he's confident enough to volunteer to sing the national anthem, I think he's got it down. Do you know uh, Brad Sham's brother Eric sang yes. the national anthem last night, the Rangers game? Oh, okay, all right. And you wow. can you can see Eric Sham on a daily basis at a, at uh, the Star in Frisco. Giving tours, he, he gives tours out there. He's not singing, but he's giving tours. No, well, I heard he, he will sing sometimes. for you. Yeah. yeah, when he comes, uh, maybe you have to pay extra on that tour. <laughs> <laughs> Only with the Cowboys, right? Yeah. Hey, Nate, what's on your mind this morning? Uh, just anything you guys want to talk about. We tried before the show. We tried to get a pre-prep with Mick and all he talked about was DeMarcus Ware and the first thing he did when we come on air is forget about DeMarcus Ware. <laughs> so Mick, I, what are we talking I, about? No one asked me about that. <laughs> hey, I, I know what I... See let's, that? Let's start here. Okay. <laughs> um, Mike Solari, he, he, he had an interview yesterday, I think, probably That's the right. The assistant coaches did interviews with the local media after the walkthrough yesterday. And so I was thinking with... Um, Tyron Smith, he talked about Solari the other day when he actually did an interview out there, and he was talking about how he brings a lot of energy to the room, uh, talked about how he uh, is kind of old school, uh, and he'll tell you which, 
needs to be told. Uh, but I, it, it dawned on me with Tyron gotten here since 2011. Yes. First round pick. How many offensive line coaches <clears throat> off the top of your head do you think he's had? Seven. Nate, right on the... Oh, really? Seven. So seven. I went back and, and looked it up, and uh, it started uh, Bill Callahan. Good coach. Great coach. Yep. Hudson Houck. Great actually, coach. Actually, Hudson Houck first. Good coach. Great coach. Uh, then it, it was Paul Alexander. Oops. A coach. Half, half a season. A coach. Mark Colombo. Good coach. Uh, then uh, Frank, I, I, I skipped. Uh, Frank Pollard was before uh, Mark Colombo, maybe? I don't, I don't Somewhere know much Pollard about was in there. I don't uh, know much about Coach And then Frank. Joe Philbin and now mm -hmm. Mike Solari. So it, it's like almost once every two years he's had a new offensive a lot line of coach. veteran offensive line coaches, too. And, in fact, Mike Solari, <laughs> for you longtime Cowboys fans – he was on this staff when Tom Landry was the head coach. And I was that man came Newton in was together. one of the players. 87, yeah. 88. Did yeah, he get you on special together. teams? Uh, I was doing a kickoff uh, return, yes, back then. Yeah? Yeah, I was, I was part of the wedge. Yeah. You were the whole wedge. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we was top of the line. Go back and check the staff. We weren't joking, bro. I was calling it. <laughs> <laughs> whether it was right or left return or whether it was reverse, whatever, I was the one calling it. Uh, I wasn't the smartest guy in the world, but I could see the different hashes, so I could call you it the different You knew which side. left and right, <laughs> right and up the yeah. middle? Yes, sir. Very good. Yes, so, sir. anyway, I just thought that was interesting that he's had that many offensive line coaches over the uh And Solari is well-respected, and that's one of the moves that uh, – 34 years of coaching in the NFL. 34. That's a – uh, this is, I should say this is his 34th year. So, well, the guy who replaced Joe Philbin, he may not have been in the NFL for 34 years, but he's got to got to have at least 34 years of experience. Yeah, so and, and he the, was in college prior to and the and, Iowa. and the difference in personalities, 180 degrees, right? When you this is this is when you it, it's all about your presentation with offensive linemen. When you walk through the door. And how you present yourself go a long way with these guys because they, they if you tell them one thing and you're going to be this way, you got to be that way. And uh, a lot of coaches that I and that first coach you uh, did, the guy that went to the Washington Commanders, Bill Callahan. Bill Callahan. He, I liked him because he didn't play. If you play well, he's going to tell you you played well, but you didn't play great, and that's what he's looking for. And when he worked his individual deal. He asks for you to get into individuals and get involved. A lot of times, guys will have to do things. We really do win the game in practice. Our preparation is everything as a unit because we all have to be on the same page. And if that coach ain't getting that over real well and giving you scenarios and situations where you can uh, uh, adjust in the game real well or transform it to the trans, what's the word? What I'm looking for, transition it to the game easily, that guy's not doing his job. And, and coach, we've had a few coaches, Hudson Hall, Coach Callahan. Those guys are great. Coach Solari is of that ilk. You don't need new school offensive line coaches. You really don't. All of those guys should stay old school. Now, other, <laughs> other positions, 
Yeah, I'm serious. Other positions, right? Uh, you know, new, oh, I got the new this coach. and the yeah. new that, and yeah. oh man, we doing it like this. And uh, Coach um, McCarthy said, "You don't need a lot of padded practices because the new NFL requires a little bit more athletic ability because the field is we're covering the whole field. But that's not really true with the offensive line." You know, because we're in a certain area all the time and we're not going past that area a lot of the times, whether it's a pass or a run, we kind of stay in that same area. So uh, it's, a, it's a little bit more physical. So you do need that old school coach that's going to drill techniques, going to dr do his drills at a high pace so these guys can, uh, it can be easy to transition so to the game. So just off the top of my head, I'm thinking you had – Five different offensive line coaches with the Cowboys. Coach Meyer, okay. Uh, Jim uh, Erkenbeck, uh, Tony Wise, uh, Coach uh, Hudson Hawk, okay. And uh, did I have anybody else? What, what, there wasn't somebody between Erkenbeck and Tony, right? Because uh, when Jimmy got here in '89, yes, he brought yeah. Tony Wise. Yeah, he brought Tony Wise. And then so Hudson Hawk took yes, over. Yes, I had I had uh, all of my now my first. Jim, my coach Meyer was my least, uh, I would say, technique guy. And he, he, you had to know the plays, but technique and uh, getting you prepared for a game for us, the situations that you have faced, he wasn't great at that. But uh, you were going to be in shape and you were going to know the plays. Now, how you block those plays was going to be up to you. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Tony Wise, uh, Jim Erkenbeck, they made sure – you knew the technique, the proper way to do it. And, and Coach Hudson Hawk was a technician because we had to be, we were drop step guys. When he got here, we had to take a step, drop step, get in sync, and that lined us up always with the running back, especially doing running back plays. Hit, we were always in sync, always in step with the running back so he could get the proper read for the proper holes. And uh, I, I'm telling you, I've, I had – some of the best, if not the best. The only guy I missed was that guy that left us and went to Washington. Callahan. That dude, he is one of the best. That's yeah. all I can say. He, I'm, he, I'm, highly he's not offensive coordinator. He think he is, yeah. but he's offensive line coach. Yeah. Um, Mike Solari, uh, I'm just looking at his resume. Uh, and we mentioned when he was with he was with the Cowboys as the assistant offensive line coach and special teams coach in 1987 and 88. Prior yes. to that, he had coached in college. L listen to his journey. Oh, go <laughs> ahead. All the way back I know. to 1976 when he was the offensive line coach straight out of college at Mission Bay High School out here in California. Myra Costa College, United States International, Boise State, Cincinnati, Kansas, and Pitt. Into the NFL with the Cowboys in 87, the Phoenix Cardinals under Gene Stallings in 89, to Alabama with Gene Stallings, 1990 and 91. Back to the NFL, he was with the Niners in their Super Bowl, in their 90s uh, teams that, that went up against the, uh, Nate Newton's Cowboys, 92 through 96. He was the tight ends coach, so he was Brent Jones' coach with the Niners. Then he went to Kansas City so that he would have uh, been with McCarthy there early on in 97 with Kansas City. City. 
He was there at 97 through 05 through 07, offensive coordinator at the end of his run there. Then goes to Seattle, 0809 to San Francisco with Harbaugh, 2010 to 14 to Green Bay with McCarthy in 2015 to the Giants in 2016 17, and then back to Seattle in 18 21 with Pete Carroll. And and what that tells me is whether you are a zone or a solo block. I call it solo block when you yeah. do one-on-one blocking. Now, zone blocking is when you take off and run and, and pick up area, man area. So uh, it don't matter what offense you're in, this guy can coach it. And he understands what he needs. And a guy like that is when you come into the West Coast offense, you have to have a guy like that that can adjust to everything because he got to be continually teaching his players this scheme is going to be different this week because you change a little bit more when you go to the West Coast offense. What was, what was his last type offensive lineman? Yes. What was his last stop before coming here? Seattle. Seattle. Okay. See, now, they he, were, they he were was, a bunch of bruises. Yeah, and he was yeah. not coaching uh, last year in Seattle. He was through 21. Right. So. And a lot of times when the coaches move around like that, it, it has to do with staffs changing, the head coach coming in, getting the guy they want. I mean, that, why is he here? Yeah. He was with McCarthy a couple of times in the past. Right. You know, and so yeah. McCarthy has a comfort zone. Who you know. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah, the, 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 the assistants uh, were available yesterday. Probably the only time we – I mean, we can talk to them, but they, they actually stood, you know, in front of cameras or whatever. He's your MVP. He's your MVP or he's your GOAT. Yeah. Uh, that's just the bottom line. He, he, if we go far, it's going to be because of Coach Delaurie. If we don't go far, it's going to be because of him and the offensive line. I, I just believe that this year. And Mickey, you heard me say it a thousand times. That's that's what I'm basing this this year off of, off of two things: protecting the ball and how our offensive line plays. You know, and he's got a kind of a dual job here: not only getting the starting five set, but he's also uh, has to develop depth on this offensive line and you know we sit here and go well it looks like that second offensive line might be pretty good but now we got to see it uh unfortunately uh for some of those guys and after watching uh the first couple team uh padded practices you you had some young guys at tackle like well let's go um i guess adoga's not exactly a young guy but he, he, he he hasn't played that much uh, in the league. Do we still do yoga? I haven't seen that. They better hear him get some oh, yoga in for they, your daughter. They, they that, do. that kid is, he man, I've stiff? seen ironing boards move better no, than that, bro. They do <laughs> yoga. Yep. Yeah, they we do. haven't yeah. seen it. It's, that's because they do it where you, where you can't see it. Oh, Mickey. indoors. No, it, it's outdoors. Oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. telling you, yeah. they the need beach? to hurry up. Yeah. They need to do it <laughs> twice a day with this kid. I'm telling you, man. I am. T- I mean... It this number eleven, okay, he's great. Number eleven is great. But he line he lines up at on on seventy one and don't even don't even acknowledge him. It's like he don't even he just ran right by him. He don't even acknowledge him. He don't touch him, he don't he just and walk so that here, bothers me. here's where I was going with that because it Dak. Uh, <laughs> he can't get anything done in Parsons. Part, it, does, it almost doesn't matter who's lining up at tackle. I agree, but at least he has to acknowledge. Yeah, uh, uh, Tyron, Tyron, and Steel, Steel. At least, at least they get a hand he, on him. But he's 
he's abusing the tackles, and you got to understand. So you got to decide: is it Parsons, or Parsons? Is it you know these guys struggling? Because I see Walesco go right at uh, Fowler, no problem. He'll knock Fowler on the ground. (laughs) The the problem with our offensive line right now, and this is with Josh Ball, this is with seventy nine Walesco. You have to at some point jam the guy, stop and fight. You can't continue to give ground. You're going to be on top of the quarterback. You have to pick a spot and say, I'm getting to this spot, and you got to fight. And you got to fight. And these guys are too passive. And I don't know how you change that. I don't know how you change that. And, I, and uh, Chester McLaughlin, a great Raider player out of Clemson, first-round pick, was with the Raiders. And we was watching film, and coach like, do this, Nate, technique this, technique that. And I was a mauler. I was a fighter. And so I'm trying to do all these techniques, and I found myself just backing up, losing every battle. And then Tony Wise stopped me. And he said, hey, look at here, Nate, look at here. He he rally cusses, and hey, Nate, look at here. But uh, I understand that we're teaching technique, and we want to believe in our technique. He said, but GE, <laughs> at some point, you got to stop and fight this son of a, you know what I'm saying? Right. And and, and, and then I start winning the battles again. He like, Nate, I'm going to teach you technique, and we're going to have to always believe in that. But at some point, you have to stop and fight and let a person know, you. I ain't backing up, bro. I got a pair just like you, you know? And by the way, Chester McLaughlin was coached by Mike Solari in Kansas City. <laughs> That's good. When, when did you run across Chester McLaughlin? He just he was threw, with the Raiders. Okay, defensive uh, man. This, right, ninety two through ninety seven. He was with the Raiders. You talking about a, a talent that did not reach his potential? I, I feel bad. I feel sorry for that kid. I mean, now he was a great player. Hey, he played he twelve years re- in the league. Huh? He played 12 years in the league and four-time pro bowler. Yeah. Off talent alone, he could have been a 10-time yeah. pro bowler if he wanted to. 6'3", 334 pounds and, is what he's listed here. Oh, yeah, and, and could ball. When he wanted the ball, he was nasty. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been a uh, also a – well, speaking of Parsons, yeah. Um, when he did his uh, interview, he was talking about uh, the benefits of having Stephon Gilmore – on the team and he they were going back and forth and he kept talking about well i told gilmore if if if, if you cover the way you cover you're going to get me three more sacks and 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 then he told gilmore he said and, and by the way you're going to get more interceptions because quarterbacks aren't going to have any time to throw the ball you know you can kind of count on it so why do i love parsons and i don't basically i, I don't care what he do or say but why is it? Why does it always lead back to? I'm the man. Because <laughs> he, he because, is the man. Because yeah. Nate, he is the man. I know that. I know that. And that's why I say I don't care what he say because yeah, I like. Oh golly, he's praising Gilmore. Oh my! But sooner or later, wise background. I am the man. And I will help you out too. You know what it. You know what it remind. And, and this this defensive front could be mm. pretty strong, including. Uh, the linebackers, because mm-hmm. they're using the linebacker. Well, they started Parsons as a linebacker. Now he's rushing. They've got Vander Esch rushing as a defensive end uh, in some situations. That's going to be interesting to watch. But that pass rush could be awfully good. And you know what it reminded me of? Mm-hmm. Um, and stop me if I already told the story. Uh, you remember Ike Holt? Yeah. yeah. 
uh, came over with the trade from uh, Herschel Walker. So it had to be like 90 or 91. Everybody was praising the Eagles secondary, yes. how good they were. Right. So we're in the locker room one day, and you know Ike. He's pretty yeah. funny. Right, right. right. Uh, and we're in the locker room one day, and somebody was talking about their secondary. And Ike goes, well, let me show you what the Eagle cornerbacks do almost every play. So he reminded everybody of their front. Yeah. Reggie White, Clyde Simmons, uh, Jerome, Jerome Brown, Brown yeah. and whoever the other fourth guy was. And he goes, here, here, here's what their corners do. So he gets down in his stance with his hands on his knees, and he backpedals, right? And he goes, all right, here we go, snap. And he steps three steps back. He stands up, puts his arms across his chest. And I goes, remember that. Day, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Because he knew he, they didn't have to cover very long. That's right. right? That's right. Especially with that front. Wow. All right. And so if the Cowboys can put a pass rush together like that, now you still got to stop the run. Right. But the pressure on opposing quarterbacks is going to help the secondary. All right, we're just getting started here on Mixed Shots on a beautiful Thursday. It is Thursday, right? It is Thursday. Hall of Fame game Thursday. DeMarcus (laughs) Ware National Anthem Day Thursday. And we're back in a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star? and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice. Not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, and that would be kpostcompany.com. 
All right, we continue now here on uh, Mix Shots. You know, yesterday was uh, DAC Day for the local media, which we got our was that four, the car wash yeah, day. And we got our four minutes and thirty seconds with with DAC. Did you use it wisely? I tried to. Okay. Try, Can you give us my a few, best. A few nuggets. We're gonna yeah. get some nuggets from yeah. Bill Jones. What CBS would you want to know from him? I want to know. But, but the Nuggets, you, I mean, you're the expert here. Come on. <laughs> you asked the question. Yes, yes. What was my first question to him? Trayvon Diggs. No. Okay. No, I, in fact, I saw it happen out here, and yes. I thought nothing of it. No, I thought you it know? was funny. And then I see it later that it's making uh, – And course, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And, you know, Deucey's sitting at home, okay? Right. And so he's watching everything that come in on Twitter, and so Deucey asked him about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because, because, and he said, Ducey asked it in a very professional way. And see, and what, 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 what started it was when the offense was. He got doing, a smile out of Dak when, when he said it. When the offense was doing well, Dak kind of postured towards the defensive sideline, right? Yeah. yeah. Inside of. That's just egged them normal, on. natural stuff that happens all the time that you want to happen yeah. on the practice field. Oh, That's this, right. This world. Uh, my first question was about Zeke, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and? Do you want Zeke back? Well, I hope he comes back. No. <laughs> Did he say that? He's, I, I, the way I couched it was uh, how w- w- strange is it without Zeke here? And is there a part of you that hopes that uh, someday you could be teammates again? And he immediately said, yeah, I'd love to be teammates again. Uh, but he understands the business of football and, you know, so – uh, I guarantee you, though, behind the scenes, he's saying. Oh, sure. And, but he's talking to him regularly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the other thing he said. He said that he uh, talks to him every other day. And he said he had, he's had a couple of visits. Of course, the only one that's public is the New England New one. England. Apparently, there's been another one, too. Right. Um, so. Uh, you know what? Anyway, I think. I'm he, just keeping an eye on it. Until Zeke signs somewhere, it, it's still a, an item. If Rico Doddle and Malik Davis don't pan out, yeah. Sign him right then. Yeah. But until you decide in your mind as a coach staff and as a player personnel guy, until you decide that these two guys can't do the job, yeah. then you just go sign him right That's away. That's why when, when McCarthy yeah. answers the Please, question about, yes. uh, about Zeke the this. other day, he's talking about right now. That, yes. uh, when When he's asked, do, do you want Zeke back? or yeah, It came up because of the Ronald Jones suspension, right. whatever. And um, And he – basically said that, well, you know, we want to see these guys in preseason and training camp and preseason games and give them snaps now and, and see what we got here. You know? And that's what he was trying to point out. He wasn't say, he he's never not said – He's not ruling out right. that he's saying we got to give these guys three weeks reps, from now right? would – yeah. We got to – and we got to see if, if inexpensively we can fill that spot with these guys. We don't need a progress stopper here. And so, even when Jerry said we haven't shut the door on it, but he went on to say we'll see as the as we season get into goes the, along. Yeah, right? As we get into the season, yeah. That's and 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 the way I take it when he says into the season, they start getting into the season once they break camp. Right is the way I look at Absolutely. it. Absolutely, it, it, yeah. as simple as this. If you decide that neither one of these guys are what you need, because I I, I, I like Ronald Jones, but that never was never one of my guys. It's, you can't uh, – he's a progress stopper because Rico Dottle and, and Malik Davis has shown great potential to me. 
I know as runners, all I need to know, if I if I can't depend on you to block or, or at least get in the way of the right guy doing blitz pickup or quick escape ball, now if you decide that you can't do that, I don't need you. I can go out and find pure runners. I need that guy that can do just a little extra. But if one of these guys can do extra, we have no need for Ronald Jones. Sorry, sir. I know you're a Super Bowl winner. I love you to death. But and we have no, no room for Zeke. You can fill that with another spot. These two guys don't know how much is riding on them. They well, need to, they, they, need, they yeah. need to understand yeah. it. Yeah, they need but to But where, where we are right now on Zeke is players get hurt all the time all across the league, and we'll see if a, if a team loses a, a, a back and they need someone like Zeke, then the market is there for them. One thing about Zeke, he's durable, he's dependable, yeah. and he's old school. You know, he's you, old school. You need a running back that's going to fight. Yeah, he's when old there's school. no gain there, and you get two. Yes, mm-hmm. right. He's old school. So, but I, I'm telling you, fellas, uh, the, the day you decide, don't don't wait. If you have two preseason games and you say, uh uh-uh, uh, sign Zeke right, right in. Right. Don't wait. But if but because when this season start, we do not have a letdown in our season, y'all. We start with the Giants. We start with the. We do not have a letdown. We do not play anybody that's insignificant for a long time. So we can't afford to lose games because we need to be either one or two in the East. Yeah. I mean, it starts Giants, yes. Jets, right. Yep. right? Yes. We can't lose neither and one then of those games. Arizona. We can't, can't On the lose. road, yeah. We can't lose. Uh, um, so to clarify on Ronald Jones, uh, on his suspension, yeah. he yeah. has to be on the 53-man roster. He count the suspension doesn't start until the first week, and so it's not like he goes on a suspended list at the fifty-three man roster. Am I right? Uh, or does he have I to be thought, on the fifty-three? I don't and then, think he has to be on the. Okay, 53. so he would not count. He wouldn't count. Yeah, being suspended the first two games, right? He would he, not count. He, go, he I think autom- I need to clarify autom- automatically. I think um, goes on suspension. I mean, I guess you have to be on a team. Um, that's a good thing to, to clarify. Yeah, we need to. So, did you ask Dak about his interceptions? <laughs> well, it was in the context of uh, of uh, I went down a road, a narrative with his Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year award. Which, by the way, as you may have noticed if you were watching practices closely out here, there's a patch on his jersey that every Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year award winner uh, wears on game jerseys during 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 games. Well, he's got his head on his practice jersey as well. Oh, really? And um, and you notice well, I don't have the media guide here, and so but anyway, uh, it's on the media guide. You can see it on there. But um, so I went down that road with him, and we talked about we got to talking about his mom, and of course the big thing with his mom, as Jerry was pointing out in his interviews, is his Dak's mom always told him, "Don't when he left the house in the morning, uh, don't throw an interception today," you know. <laughs> and so we we did it in that context. One thing about Dak, though, and um, you know he just turned thirty. The other thing that this year. Um, this fall will be the 10-year anniversary of his mom's passing. Oh. Which is, it was 2013. And when you dig back into Dak's career at Mississippi State, that was his sophomore year at Mississippi State in 2013. He had just, he was, they had a dual quarterback system there. He start, wound up starting seven games. But I, I did some digging and researching for the interview 
went back and looked at when his mom died, which was November 3rd of 2013. They played Texas A&M, Johnny Manziel and Texas A&M, the following Saturday. He buried his mom on Wednesday. He played in the game on Saturday, and he played a great game. He got hurt in that game. Okay, he hurt his elbow, and it was it was one of those Brock Purdy type injuries where he couldn't feel anything. He had to come out of the game. All right, the Egg Bowl, the big rivalry game against Ole Miss, which was 19 days later, November 28th. Covered many of those. Okay, the doctors leading up to that game said it would be a miracle if Dak Prescott played in that game because of what was going on with his elbow. So he didn't start the game. Mississippi State is trailing. In the fourth quarter, Dak comes off the bench. Even though it's a miracle that he could even come off the bench, he, he uh, completes 11 passes. They tie the game. They go into overtime. Dak scores the winning touchdown in overtime. I get, I get goosebumps even just telling the story. But it was just when, when you talk about – when Dak talks about, uh, which is kind of the theme of his career, dealing with adversity, and you find strength in adversity – I mean, that, it was manifested in the days and weeks after his mom's passing, and, it's, it's, and it has set the tone for his entire career. He went on the next year, Mississippi State. Mississippi State's never ranked number one in the country. They got all the way up to number one in the country the following year with him as a starting quarterback. I go back, when you go back and review his college uh, career, you go – how in the and then you know what we know about him as a leader and everything about him. How in the world did NFL teams miss on this guy where he was a fourth round draft pick? It's amazing when you go back and look at what he had did in college. And every one of them yeah. missed on him. And yeah, the Cowboys, every single team. Yeah. And the Cowboys missed four rounds before they got him. Everybody with the second did. pick yeah. in the fourth round, right? Because you know that when they first they 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 wanted someone else. Oh, they tried three other quarterbacks yeah. they tried to get. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys and got none to of be. them, none of them that were drafted ahead of them are still, uh, I, if I got this right, still with their same team. Yep. I so believe. anyway, that, I went down that road with Dak in the interview. Rather, The than, Cowboys got to be the luckiest uh, we fell into you type team. So we, right. we fell into number eleven the same way. <laughs> we fell into number eleven because we wanted some corners. The corners right. weren't there. That's right. Oh, well, we'll, we'll take this guy. I mean, yeah, you could do the same thing with Micah. You know, yeah. We'll look at him and like, how did eleven teams miss on him before yeah. the Cowboys got him with the twelfth pick in the Thank first round? Thank you. All right, we continue with more mixed shots in a moment. <laughs> the Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? 
Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Shots. Right now, Mickey is not here, but I'm going to do the fan of the year. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Dallas Cowboys football? Tell us how you spice up the game for a chance to be named the 2023 Cowboy Fan of the Year. Presented by Captain Morgan and win exclusive prizes plus a trip to Super Bowl 58. Nominate yourself or another today at DallasCowboys.com slash fan of the year. And Mickey is drinking some Captain Morgan. Thank you. <laughs> the water boy's back. He yeah, got us water all waters. Back. Guess what happened? What? what? The first one I punched in, the thing moved over there. And you got stuck. <laughs> no, and it left before the thing came in the receptacle. I said, oh, no. You need to explain what you're talking about. So there's a machine there. you got to push the letter and the number and the little... Uh, deal kind of comes up. Drops it in. You go, it's deposited. Yeah, very good. You know, halfway grab the bottle. The bottle stuck there, and so this one, this one, the thing left, and the thing dropped to the bottom of the machine. So Mickey left here. He needed he needed some water, and Nate insisted he get three of them for us. And producer Supreme Cornhole Champion over there said that you got two minutes. It's a two minute break, and I. Obviously, Mickey didn't make it back in two minutes. So you can read that fan thing. I think I messed up on part of it. But hey. And by the way, this show is, is brought to you by Miller Lite. That's right. And um, they like Mickey so much that Mickey has a lot of gear from Miller Lite now. So when you uh, mentioned this is going to be a good segue into DeMarcus Ware, the 11th pick. Yes. That's right. We need to talk D. Ware. That's right. The Cowboys got DeMarcus Ware with the 11th pick. In the first round in 2005, wow. if you remember. Yeah, great pick. Great pick. Bill and I wanted them. That's right. In fact, uh, that was in the early days of the Cowboys Channel, and we were doing programming for the Cowboys Channel leading up to the draft, and we interviewed, I want to say it was his college coach. We interviewed Marcus Spears' high school, high school coach. coach. So we had it narrowed down just like they did in the Cowboys draft room. They had it narrowed down to Marcus Spears, this former basketball player from Southern Lab High School in Baton Rouge. He went to LSU. And DeMarcus Ware, this former wide from receiver. Troy. or Yeah, at Troy who um, – who went to Troy as a 195-pound wide receiver and came out of Troy as a 260-pound defensive end. And we were we decided that D. Ware should be the pick. Sean Merriman was the other one that right. they had in. Uh, and uh, we, we, we all liked D. Ware. Well, the, the, uh, the interesting thing on DeMarcus Ware, I remember that year I was headed to 
the Super Bowl in Florida, and on the way we stopped uh, in um, in Alabama for the Senior Bowl, uh, and, and in Mobile. And I remember asking, I believe I asked Chris Hall. I said, "You guys are looking for sort of a linebacker, pass rushing, defensive end. Who, who should I keep my eye on?" And he said, uh, "This guy, Demarcus Ware, just kind of keep an eye on him, right?" Well, during the game, and that's all I saw was the game. They had lined him up as a down defensive end with his hand on the ground, and then they lined him up as like an outside linebacker, right? right? And, man, he could do both. And there was a play that was away from him, and he was at left defensive end. He ran the guy down on the right sideline. And I'm going, okay, I'm sold on this guy. Uh, That's got to be the pick. And they ended up getting him with 11 and Spears at 20. Yep. uh, And the the rest is history. And uh, Jerry, uh, I asked in the Jerry interview uh, earlier this week, uh, asked him about that draft day decision. Of course, as legend had it, you know, Parcells wanted Spears and uh, and everyone else wanted D. Ware, basically. And um, but Jerry said that the Parcells' reasoning on that was he felt like with Spears, it had to do with scheme. And he felt like with with Spears they could stay in a four three defense. They could do either a four three or a three four. With where if they made the pick of where they had to go to a three four. And he gave a five minute story about the bet, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Which um, we don't have to do. Yeah, that. we don't have yeah. time for that. <laughs> so you tell me, Demarcus Ware with the Cowboys set the career sack record with one hundred and seventeen. Uh, he had two seasons with 20 and 19 and a half. What made him such a good pass rusher from an offensive lineman standpoint? He wasn't going to let you put his hand. You weren't going to put your hands on him. He he tried it all. He came to me his rookie year. I was out at uh, UNT with his, doing this uh, camp, and they paid him to come out. And uh, he said, Big Noon, how you doing, sir? That, uh, all this great respect. He said, uh, man, you need to show me some things. I said, son, all I can tell you. And I looked at him, how small I said, son, just do not do not let them put your hands. I said, I know you think that's crazy what I'm saying because I ain't showing you no techniques. But don't let them put their hands on you because once they do, you are through. And he just thought about it. He said, okay. And about five years later, he said, hey, big new. And I said, what's up? <clears throat> hey, man, they still ain't touching me. <laughs> you know, so. Well, he uh, probably came out at about 245. Two, yeah, right? yeah he, was, he was, I think he was 250. Two, he at the combine, he was 251. Great or hip being, uh, when you're going around, the, end, the first thing I look for in a defensive end or outside linebacker, do you have initial speed? If you have initial speed and you can bend at the waist, so when they hit you in the, on the back of your shoulder, it launches you into the quarterback. If you can do that, you got half of the game beat, and he could do that. He could get outside fast enough that he can get his shoulders bent, and he can lean, and you can launch him right into the quarterback, whether it's a three-step drop, five-step, or seven-step. Depending on what he felt was going to be, he, he was good at that. And then he just built this game after that. You know, it, as Bill pointed out, um, you know, he, he – he, when he went to Troy, like a wide receiver, tight end, and they finally moved him uh, to defensive end. But he was a guy, and then he was on a mission because um, 
he was born in Auburn, Alabama, and they no interest in him whatsoever coming out of high school, and he had to uh, go to Troy. Because he's 195 pounds. Yeah, right? Um, His measurables at the Combine, okay? You you talk about that bend, that three-cone drill is what really shows that. He ran a 6.83 cone drill at 251 pounds. I mean, that that's as good as you'll find, and that's a great indicator that he can, he ben, can, yeah, explode. Ben get around that corner. Yeah. And he had a 407 shuttle, 38 and a half vertical, 27 bench reps at 225. What was his 40? His 40 was 465. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. For Ten yard uh, split pounder, was 164. Right? Yeah. See, yeah. Th- 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 this is what I, what I this is what lets you know. That Parson is unique because what Parson runs a four 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 five. It is so hard to run that in in a short distance. Can you be as quick and as fast and show your forty within four yards? You know, it take a, it, you know, I'm take a guy two or three steps to get going. But it didn't take D. Ware to it. It took him one step to get going. It takes Parsons one step, to, and that. It's scary because we cannot judge your speed. And then he has a different speed when the game starts. So he's playing with you all the time because he knows he's much faster than you. So, And this is what Parson has to learn if he's going to make it all 17 games at defensive end. He can play with guys. He has three speeds, and all of them can beat you. And then once he learns that and learns how to really play the game and find out you don't have to be wide open on every play, you can set guys up with your speed, he's going to be devastating. And as we wrap up uh, this edition of Mixed Shots, of course, a couple of other uh, guys who played for the Cowboys also going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the great Chuck Halley and Zach Thomas, who played his uh, last year with the Cowboys. I can't believe it's it's been 15 years since Zach Thomas was out here in 2008 as a member of the Cowboys and you talk about a guy who needed the yoga classes he would he would spend more time stretching before practice right. than he would stretch uh, than he would uh, practice still looking for the extra couple <laughs> inches <laughs> and, and probably and probably with Chuck Holley it's been 60 years since he was in Thousand Oaks yeah and this was long overdue uh for so it's been 50 50 years yeah. Well, no, he would have been there in sixty. He played in the Super Bowl in sixty seventy one. Yeah, but thousand oaks. Oh, when he first was when in he first got here, first yeah, thousand oaks. Absolutely. All right, that does it for this edition of Mix Shots. Before we go viral with Mickey and I acting like Dak and Trayvon going at each other here at That's the end right. of the show. Uh, Get back we, in the huddle. You know what? I'm going to be back in the huddle. <laughs> what time are you doing Mix Shots again? What do you mean? When, when's the next Mix Shots? Next Tuesday, Monday, right? Next Monday. Next Monday. Monday. I'll be gonna. I'll be headed to the airport. Oh, you're Florida. not gonna even be back in Dallas by then. No, I'm flying. So it's Monday. me and Nate. Yep. I hear maybe Isaiah. Oh, there you go. All right. All right, and so they will chat at you next time on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you?